Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. This is awkward. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm Casey. I'm Destin. This is the Leadership Podcast where we talk about games and tech and things of that sort. But today we want to do something a little different. So every once in a while, I kind of want to throw in these throwback episodes where we kind of just talk about a really old console uh, or something like that and some games that were with it. Kind of in the same essence of our normal show, but a little bit different. Really, talk about the classics. Yeah, we're t- today we're gonna be talking about the Nintendo sixty four. We didn't go all the way as far back as you know the NES or in the Super Nintendo or anything like that because me personally, I'm pretty young. <laughs> I didn't play on a Nintendo like original Nintendo. Never fucking touched one, and I played a little bit of Super Nintendo. But I don't really have the same memories as I do with the N64. So I can't really have the nostalgia or talk about what I experienced. And that makes me feel super old, though. <laughs> like, I had all those systems. You're not that much older than I me. Know. It's so weird. But yeah, like, I just... I figured if we're going to do this, I'd rather us start where we kind of have... The strongest memories. Yeah, have the most memories of. You know, I have fond memories of playing GoldenEye and Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap and, you know, Perfect Dark, all these different games. So, I all I remember from Super Nintendo is Super Mario 3. That's pretty much it. Really? Yeah, like, I don't really... A little bit of Duck Hunt, I guess... Pennsylvania? No, just I didn't play it much because I never had one. My uncle or my mom's friend that I thought was my uncle, but probably a crackhead. (laughs) I don't know. uh, He had one for his kids and I would go over there and play on it sometimes, but I never personally had one. But in 64s, I had a plenty because they kept getting stolen from me. (laughs) Yeah. And my grandma would go buy me a new one. So I've had two. And the, I had like six. Like the first one, no <laughs> clue what happened to it. The second one, I still own to this yes. day. Yes, yeah, he like, still has it to this day. I wish I had all my old shit. So, the Nintendo sixty four, it was uh, known as a couple of other names. Its code name was Project Reality, and then it was called Ultra sixty four, which was the planned product name. And then in Korea, it is called the Hyundai Comboy sixty four. It's a weird-ass name. But ultimately, it became the Nintendo 64 because those names didn't really f- make sense. Like, you you make a system, call it what you are, you know? Nintendo has yeah. never strayed away from that for a long time, so... Nope. They like putting their name on things, so... But it came out in 1996 for us American... Per- everyone but the EU because they don't fucking care about the EU or Australia... <laughs> But in a Japan, we both got it in 1996. It was officially released September 29th, 1996. That was its full official release. And it was released alongside the fifth generation, they call it, of gaming, where it's directly competing with the Sega Saturn, which trash. I and love the Sega Saturn. <laughs> does Sega still make systems? No. No, they don't. But they were competing with the Sega Saturn, which I think did have some really cool games. It was a disc. NASCAR 98, yeah. It ran discs, didn't it? Yes, it did. Okay, and the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. The original PlayStation, the big fat gray bitch until they made the slam. But 
I believe this was the last time a cartridge was used until Nintendo did it again in 2017. Yeah. Um, this was the last time a cartridge was used instead of a disc. Well, they had the Game Boys. Well, a major home system, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, console, yeah. That, this, yeah. I believe this was the last Yes, time this was the last was home console until the Switch, which... The Switch essentially is their major console now. Because you can dock it to TV and whatnot. So, I mean, I could understand that. I mean, yeah. I consider it a, a home console. Yeah, it's, it's more than a portable console. But the Nintendo 64... For me, okay, how much did it sell? Because that's all that matters is money, right? Uh, so, it was being sold for $200 yep. in 1996, which I guess that's equivalent if price raises how consoles are $400 now. Uh, worldwide, it sold 32.93 million units. So, multiply that by 200. Anyone out there. Um, and it was mainly Americans. We bought 20 million of them. Nice. Uh, Japan only got five. They get the shit early and still don't buy them. <laughs> so well, I don't fucking understand that. But if you really want to know the tech, the specs of this console, okay, we have a CPU. It's a 64-bit NEC VR4300 that runs at 93.75 megahertz. <laughs> okay? Comparatively to like a low-end PC now, uh, or a CPU, I guess, with the new PlayStation 5 coming out, new Xbox coming out, those consoles are going to be able to run 120 frames a second. Yeah. You know, they're they're claiming that they're going to be able to push 120 frames, so all these little nerds are going to have to get their 144 hertz monitors or whatever. But for to be able to push... 100 or 120 frames, you're going to have to have a pretty decent graphics cards and processor that they're going to squeeze into that thing. So to have a console that runs 93.75 megahertz, what does the PS4 have? Uh, 2.13 gigahertz. Yes. So it's equivalent to an AMD 8 core CPU. So this old Nintendo 64 that ran 64 bit, you know, Images was pushing out the equivalence of a, a less than a hundredth of power, less than a thousandth of power, something like that. Less than a thousandth, a thousandth of power from the new PlayStation or even probably the Switch. And you know, same thing with the graphics. The graphics card was pushing sixty-two point five megahertz. Yeah. Compared to now, where your graphics cards are pushing, you know, two thousand megahertz. It's insane how far shit's come. And like he was telling me about before we started recording with uh, the Nintendo 64, it had this little expansion slot in the front for memory. Originally, it was a it was four (laughs) megabytes of memory. And then I can't remember exactly what game it is. I want to say it was Donkey Kong. But they came out with this eight megabyte expansion for it, and that's what yeah. you got. Like, so, so you went from four megabytes of Rambus RD RAM, which no clue how slow that shit is, <laughs> to uh, you get eight megabytes with the expansion pack, which I think is just fucking hilarious. Yeah. But oh god, such like it's such a different thing. Looking at where things have come. Comparatively, this was in 1996, 
until 2002 when they were making this console and how far technology's come. You know, I was watching one of Jay's Two Cents videos earlier. Yeah. Uh, he was doing the AMD. It was AMD versus Intel. He was sitting down with Gamers Nexus and they were, it was like a 20 minute video. They were just talking, right? And they were basically talking about three years, like the, the CPUs we have right now, say like the Ryzen 5 2600 mm-hmm. is $120. Yeah. The performance you get out of it is equivalent to a thousand dollar CPU three years ago. Wow. Like the Intel Extremes from three years ago were yeah. six core twelve thread. And you can God, get a Ryzen man. twenty six hundred that's a six core twelve thread. Maybe it runs a little bit less gigahertz, uh or, or megahertz, but it's a it's the same six core twelve thread setup that you get now for $120 compared to <laughs> the extreme series from uh, three three years ago. Three years. Yeah. You know, think about last uh, year. Last year, a 1080 Ti was like $2,000. Yeah. Because of all the fucking uh, Bitcoin and stuff like that. Uh, and like getting 16 gigs of RAM was like $200. Mm-hmm. Now you can get 16 gigs of RAM for 55 yeah, and a twenty eighty Ti is still expensive, but it's it's like twelve hundred and not two thousand. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I'm I'm getting like a solid sixteen gigs of RAM for like forty bucks. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like obviously, you want to get heat sinks and stuff like that to get like you know better RAM. But essentially, if you got bare bones RAM, it's pretty fucking cheap. But anyway, like we're talking about sixteen gigs of RAM. This bitch had four megabytes. Like. What? How the fuck you even run anything? You know what I mean? It's just so crazy how things have come because this was like revolutionary for the time. Oh yeah. You know, it was the it was the it was named the it was a sixty four bit CPU, and I know I thought it looked fucking awesome back in the day. Oh yeah. You know, looking back now, you're like, ooh, okay. (laughs) But you know, some of the greatest things have ever come from especially this era in the PlayStation 1 era with Tony Hawk. Yeah. And then you have the Nintendo 64 era where Rare, the developer, you know, they developed GoldenEye and then Perfect Dark and set up for like a super good just life in gaming. And you know, Super Mario kept going. Super Mario 64. It sold Mm -hmm. 11 million copies. Yeah. You know, that's nearly, that's a third of all console sold got Super Mario 64. Oh, yeah. You know, I think the first Mario Party drop on here. I know the Mario Kart did. I'm not first sure Mario, Mario Kart. Party. But yeah, first Mario Kart definitely dropped on 64. Like, there's just a slew of, like, legendary games. Yeah, so Mario Party for the Tito 64 with the first Mario Party dropped on the N64. Yeah. So, like, God, it just, so much... They set the foundation for great games. Yeah, it's it's so good. The N64 for me was just such a good, like, pinnacle time when it came to gaming in general. It's such a big deal. Yeah. But we did pick out, like, a couple of games we wanted to highlight for us personally uh, with the Nintendo 64, you know, everyone, everyone has nostalgia with every game from Nintendo 64, especially in my age group, yeah. because Nintendo 64 came out when I was two years old. Yeah. 
Um, and it didn't get discontinued till I was eight. So me growing up experienced gaming at like six to 10, you know, um, what else was I going to fucking play? I literally, (laughs) I, I, when I had an N64, I played a bunch of Mario Kart. I played a bunch of Mario party. Mm-hmm. First time I ever played the shooter was playing GoldenEye on this game, on this console. I probably shouldn't. It wasn't that bad. I mean, you couldn't really do the crazy graphics, you know, and crazy shit that you see now yeah. back then. But but for the time, it was amazing. Yes, it, GoldenEye was so fucking fun, so much fucking fun. You know, I, I it's my first. You know, my first experience personally with a shooter, mm-hmm. I don't think before that, other than, I guess, Mario, you know, shooting fireballs and shit. Yeah. Uh, and maybe Duck Hunt. See, for, for me, yeah, Duck Hunt definitely. But for me, my first experience with a shooter was actual virtual cop. On the Sega Saturn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like, I never had was, a Sega Saturn. That never was had like one. a cursor based deal. Like, really? you did, yeah, you didn't run around. It was just like, here's a scene. Oh, bad guy pops up. You move the cursor. To oh, shoot okay. Him kind I of got deal. You. you know, that was my first shooter experience. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, GoldenEye, GoldenEye really uh, made me fall in love with the shooter genre, which is probably weird for a six year old white kid to be. <laughs> really falling in love with, but you know, I fuck I fucking loved it. So, um, we, we're going to talk about Goldeneye a little bit. Uh, Destin, he personally has a lot of nostalgia, no. I guess, and love for Zelda. Yes. I, to this day, to this day, have never played a Zelda game. Like I need to, we need to get never. <laughs> I have and I never need to bring my sixty four over here, and you have to play it. Like, it's so weird because like it fits into my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the game fits into my wheelhouse of games I fucking love. But growing up, I was not a fan of action adventure RPGs. <laughs> it wasn't until I got like fourteen, fifteen, that I really fell in love with that type of game, and I don't remember what game it was that made me like fall in love with it. See, this was that game for me. This was the game that made me fall in love with action adventure games. And because what like, doesn't make sense is I was a huge fan of Final Fantasy. Yeah. I, I <laughs> fucking love Final Fantasy. Like one of my there, favorite there, games like of a, all time is Final Fantasy 10. There's like a difference though when you're playing like a JRPG. Yeah. You know, like they I don't know, they, they have their own thing, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I need, I need to sit down like I need to get a Switch play the new Zelda, I guess, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, but well, there's a newer one. Yeah, there's a newer one. I heard. I don't know what that one is though. But let's talk about Zelda. I'm gonna let you talk about Zelda a little bit. So, Man. can you, for someone that has honestly never seen anything from Ocarina of Time, I know nothing about the game. Really, I know who Zelda is. I know about like Navi and uh, yeah. I know you, about you know the the basics. I know of the Zelda lore. Yeah, I know about Zelda just because it's such a big pop culture thing yeah that i understand it just like i know about doctor who i've never seen a fucking episode you know really? yes never Damn. never i don't watch shit bro you know what show i'm watching right now hmm. vampire diaries yeah yeah that's but true. that shit's lit <laughs> God. Okay. okay so, te- so explain legend of zelda for me to sell me the game so ocarina of time was I don't know, like, 
I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to to like pitch this game. <laughs> so for anyone so that basically know. you play as a uh, a young man named Link. He is a elf, I believe. I can't fucking I don't know his race. He looks like one. Whatever. <laughs> but uh He got the you, ears. You play as this kid, right? And your whole deal is Ganondorf is like the big bad of the game. He's the one who kidnaps Zelda, which is the like princess of Hyrule. Old Ganondorf. So your main goal is to stop this asshole from basically collecting the three, the Triforce, which has like, it's the iconic symbol of Zelda. You know, you yeah. got the uh, Triforce of power, wisdom, and courage. Okay. If you collect them all, you have like unlimited power kind of bullshit. Yeah. You know, so you have to traverse this for the time, huge map going to different areas. There's like a water temple, a volcano temple and collecting like, a whole bunch of gear and stuff throughout your quest to help you along. And like, it was just a, a great game to, to sit down and waste hours on running around this map. Yeah. You know, and there's just so much, there's like the adventure aspect. You got magic, you got a horse that you can eventually get and you get the master sword, which like throws you into time. So you like jump ahead to time as a adult link. Whereas before you were playing as young link, okay, which this is the master sword, you know, again, yeah. an iconic, you know, symbol of Zelda. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I don't know. It's fucking, it's a boss game. Like you can sit down and, and play through the whole thing. Or at least I can sit down, play through the whole thing and then yeah. start a new game and play it all over again. Yeah. Like me, me seeing the success of breath of the wild and cause that that's more recent in my memory and, um, seeing all the people that just fucking love the game. Dude, I've spent hours in that game and have gotten nowhere. Yeah, it's like. you. I see people on Twitter from all walks of gaming because I follow a lot of people in gaming, whether it's Call of Duty pros, uh, casters, just streamers in general, streamers from Overwatch, streamers from Escape from Tarkov, um, streamers from everywhere, and every single person I know that has a Switch fucking love Breath of the Wild just Hell because, yeah. like, it's the perfect game to just sit down and play. And I can understand why a lot of it was nostalgia from times like these. You know, Ocarina of Time, to this day, holds, like, significance in all of gaming. It's very widely considered one of the greatest video games of all time. It is the highest rated game on Metacritic. Yeah. And second highest rated on game rankings behind Super Mario Galaxy. I believe it. (laughs) Uh, during its lifetime, it sold 7 million copies worldwide. Nice. <coughs> which is good. It came out in 1998, so two years after the 64 dropped. Mm-hmm. And it was followed directly by a sequel, Majora's Mask. Which was also really good. But it was the first 3D Zelda game. Uh, the, the combat involved, it went from, you know, it's all 2d stuff. So now it has this, it's a 3d game. You fight with sword and shield. You have bombs, you have, uh, bone arrow. Yeah. You have whatever magic cells, but it added this new targeting system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can lock on to enemies. Yeah. They called it Z targeting. 
which apparently, like, basically, uh, a lot of games have used it since then. I think they were the first person to create this. Yeah. Uh, where you you lock on by focusing on a specific enemy, and you're you just strike after them. You know, uh, games like Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, more recently, uh, a lot of open world combat games have moved to this system. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, you if you play any games at all, you have experienced this system at one point or another. Yeah. And it was created by this Zelda team in 1998. As far as I know, I'm sure I will be proven wrong. Uh, <laughs> let us know on Twitter or Instagram. But uh, fun fact though shit. is CG. when like 3D games started coming out, people had such a difficult time understanding the concept of like, yeah. you can look around now. And I don't know. I always thought that was just kind of kind of funny that nowadays you you just you hop onto whatever game you're playing and you just know how to play it. Yeah. You know, back then it was like, what the fuck? I can move left and right, and like I could jump up and down, like all kinds of shit. You know. Yeah. I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the console earlier. The 64 DD. The CD thing or whatever. Yes. So yeah. I'm guessing they were like, oh god. We're competing with <laughs> P with, with consoles that are using CDs. So they created an expansion mm-hmm. that lets you use proprietary magnetic discs, essentially like floppy disk, I guess. Yeah. And they only sold 15,000 of them. Cause that shit flopped. That's <laughs> terrible. God. Like, I don't know. I, I, it popped up when I was looking at this and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. The fuck is wrong with this thing? Like, the only two expansions that ever came out of this and made a difference was the memory expansion and then the uh, Pokemon Stadium uh, card expansion. What the fuck was that thing called again? Oh, the the, 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 the uh, thing. Yeah, the thing. <laughs> like, I forgot. It the was game the, pack. Yeah, the game pack where you could put your, like, Game Boy uh, games in. Yeah, the game pack. So, like, when you're playing Pokemon Stadium... You can connect your Game Boy game with your stadium. So when you finally finish beating all 80 battles in Pokemon Stadium, you're good. You can get your free Pokemon that you probably already have. Yep. Pokemon Stadium, looking back, they just didn't want to give anybody free shit, dude. (laughs) Yeah. 80 fucking battles to get, potentially get... Meowth. Yeah, and there it was only like a small handful of Pokemon that you eight, get for free. Eight anyway. Pokemon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you get you the three starters, Pikachu, a Meowth, a Geodude, and then t- uh, two others. <laughs> you know, and it's random. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you have in your uh, library, it's fucking random. But yeah, like Pokemon Stadium, God... The mini games of Pokemon Stadium. We already talked about this in length on our Pokemon episode. But still. In the third episode. Yeah, third episode of our Pokemon series we did. But Pokemon Stadium, dude. Like, playing the mini games was some of the most fun I ever remember having. Yeah. In video games, especially with my brother. Just fucking around in those games, dude. Holy shit. (laughs) And then, like, later on, like, when we were, uh, we got older... And, like, uh, having friends that have a N64 and just, like, jump on it real quick, you know? Yeah. And just play some mini games like Ekans Toss and shit like that. God, dude. 
Pokemon Stadium was the shit. Yeah, if you're playing mini games, <laughs> you know, just like Mario Party, dude. Mario Party, like, such a good social game. Uh, and what sucks is they released a new one for the Switch, and it's not online. Really? Yeah, you can't play Mario Party online. That's kind of okay. Yeah, because uh, a lot of the content creators I follow, like, uh, basically, I do work and Wildcat and all them. That's what they wanted to do. They heard it's coming out, and they're like, hell yeah, that's good content. Yeah. You know, uh, eight fucking crazy ass, funny ass dudes on playing Mario Party. So someone made a clone and called it Pummel Party. Yeah, and it's kind of has like a, the characters have like a Tim Burton-esque um, type look. Yeah. And uh, they played it and you can fit eight people on a map. Nice. And it's just, it's good. But they couldn't play Mario Party online on the Switch. That's dumb. That shit is stupid, dude. That's was they wasted opportunity. Yeah, honestly, big time. So the other game we picked was GoldenEye, released in nineteen ninety seven, well mid nineteen ninety seven, for the N sixty four, based on obviously the James Bond film that came out in nineteen ninety five. I'm not gonna go too far into this game, just that I fucking loved this game. Yeah. You know, you're you're James Bond. Who the fuck doesn't know who James Bond is by now? You know what I mean? You know, you're it's it's a strictly single player game. That's one thing that was crazy. Well, it wasn't strictly single player. There was a death match, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's there's a death match. You can I was about to say I'm dumb. Yeah, because yeah. there were they like uh oh god, what, hold on. Well, I gotta find his name. Uh the dude who threw the hat. What was his name? Oh, I don't remember. Odd job. Odd job, yeah. It was odd job. There would be, like, tournaments where everyone's odd job. Yeah. You know, or, like, if one person was playing odd job, no one else would want to play. Yeah. Because he was so much shorter than everybody else and had the fucking hat and shit, and that was basically a one-hit kill. Yeah. (laughs) I really like the way that... So, GoldenEye, if anyone doesn't fucking know, it's a first-person shooter based off the movie. You play through the game, you're... You're part of the Secret Service. You want to fight this criminal syndicate that wants to use a weapon against London, uh, kill people, all that stuff, right? So, you you play through the game, you get an arsenal of weapons. You get pistols, submachine guns, assault rifles, grenades, throwing knives, everything in the world, right? Well, most of the time you get the Walther PBK. Yes. Which is James Bond's special issue get He get every single time he's got one. It's just iconic for being the James Bond gun, right? It is the James Bond gun. One thing that was really revolutionary for me with this game, other than just being a shooter and being the first one, is the way the HUD looked was it's too much, but also perfect. Yeah. You know, um, this HUD is super good when you get into later later down the line into, like, uh, future resolutions. Because, like, the resolution of this game was, like, 300 by 400 or some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Um, and But when you got to, like, you get to 1920 by 1080, like we play on now, or yeah. 1440, 4K, or, you know, wide lens, which is, like, 3550 by 1440, uh, stuff like that. The... The orange and blue health bars, you know, are on the HUD on the side, and you have, like, a little ammo counter. I just love how it's super simplistic, but at the same time, it's not. 
It gives you everything you need without overloading you with information. But you don't have to look away from the screen at all to mm-hmm. see everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, when I was playing WoW, um, there's a lot of add-on HUDs just like this. Yeah, and I, I had think one it's because of EverQuest. There's another MMO that was really popular around the same time of Wrath of the Lich King. And I believe it was EverQuest. I think so. Uh, it was during the Wrath and then into Cata Days. Uh, this got super, pop- super popular because it also used this type of HUD. Yeah. Where on the left side you had your health, right side you had mana, which granted in Golden Knights are armor and health, but you'd have health on one side and mana on the other side. So literally everything is right in front of your face. You don't have to look up to look at your health where or anything. You don't have to look down to look at it, other things. And I think it was I think it's like the best way to set up a HUD, even though I hate it. Yeah. Instead, like on WoW, I would just take my health bar and enemies bar and literally put it right beside my character. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I'd set it up. <laughs> I legitimately what I ended up doing. Yeah, I like, found one that they gave. Uh, it was just kind of like a basically an orb with your character picture, and then had all of the information off to the side of it. Yeah. And I had that right under my character. Yeah, that's what I would do. Like I would put it like my character's feet. I would line it up, and then just put me, and then like boss right here. Or whatever I'm fighting right here. Yeah. It was so much easier. But for the time, like, the way GoldenEye set up their HUD, I fucking love it. It's so, so good. And I think this is the first time a big, like, stealth, quote-unquote, game was put in. You know. I think so. It was super, super... Well, had Metal Gear Solid came out yet? Uh, Metal Gear Solid... Did it come uh, out in PS2 or PS1? The original Metal Gear Solid was on the NES or SNES. Metal it, it Gear was, Solid. There was a N64 one. There was one that was on... Uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid came out in 1987. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It, it was on like the NES or SNES. Yeah, the first Metal Gear came out on the... NES. Okay. NES. Yeah. So it wasn't the first stealth game, but it did make a big deal. Uh, shooting a lot would also obviously alter alert guards, uh, alarms can trigger infinitely respawning enemies. Yeah. That's nuts. Suppressors, telecopic skites. Uh, there's no health recovery items in the game and only armor vests can be acquired to provide a second health bar. Yep. My favorite thing about 007, speaking, we talking about WoW, was speed running. Yeah. So I I don't know if anyone's ever seen the 112 face, but watch you know it. what? We're going to watch it right now. <laughs> We're going to watch the 112 face, and I will literally add it in post uh, right here because I want to watch the shit. An MRRL time. Me this and is Mark on, like honestly Me the greatest thing that's ever that's come right. out I of. I'm a fucking legend. Because before this, I've never seen this, a 113, the, and I never fucking uh, will. 112, baby. Yes. To the day I fucking The record die. for speedrunning yes. this game was 114. It was this mission game. or this mission, yeah. And I clutched the goddamn grenade launcher. That's fucking right. And like yeah, this dude yeah. just planned his right route out one. so perfectly. Right here, this is the 112. 
Right here. Like, yes. Go in, watch fucking the video. This boy doesn't even look I'm gonna have up. To, yeah, it's so fucking good, It's just like, oh my god. Speedrunning is so weird to me. Dude, what a oh, rush! What a rush! I could never speedrun. Like, I, I want to enjoy the game too much. Watch yeah. Watch when I get the grenade I've never tried to, like, speedrun a mission unless I was just tired of it. Yeah. Look at that. See how fast my pace is? Right in the fucking head! Yeah! Got a fucking 112, baby! That's right! You see that clutchness? I am fucking clutch! Look at this fucking line I take. I'm like, yeah, baby, let's fucking do this. I wait, I wait, I wait. Right when he starts firing, they try to back boost me, the double. Body armor. Two quick ones. I already know I'm getting there on the perfect line. Look at the fucking pace. 50, 49, 47, baby. That's fucking right. That's fucking it. Fucking pumped watching this one again. I waited the cinema too because I said, oh my god, it might be 112. And it fucking is! It fucking is, baby! Yeah! The 112, baby. Look at me typing, you guys. You guys didn't believe me. I'm typing a storm. But yeah, if, if <laughs> while you're listening to this, if you want to watch the video as well, it's Ryan Lockwood, Streets Agent 112. Oh, I'm going to add the audio yeah, in, but if you want to watch the video, it's so it, fucking good, right. dude. I skipped 113. I'm a veteran. I am a fucking legend. I am a legend. fucking legend. I'm a fucking legend. It's. it's I am so a fucking legend. Yeah, Goldeneye, dude. Like, I loved just getting into Goldeneye. You know, split screen death matches with your homies, just talking shit. What was your favorite mechanic <laughs> out of the whole game? My favorite what? Mechanic. Mechanic? I don't know. What do you mean by mechanic? What are you alluding like, to? Like something they introduced into this, like the hood. You know, that, oh, that's a mechanic okay. of the game, you know? I don't know. It's it's probably... Like, it's probably the special weapons, I guess. Yeah. Like the golden gun. Yeah, the golden gun. You know, the one-shot kills, stuff like that. See, I like the fact that they made it to where if you alert a gourd, they just keep coming. Yes, infinite like, respawns, dude. I, I, I hated the shit out of it when I was playing, but like, yeah. I love it. It, it, was a, it was a concept that I don't think had ever really been done. Like, hey, yeah, if these people know you're there, they're just going to keep coming at you, you know? Because in games, especially now, you have two options. Mm-hmm. Um, either go in guns blazing, just murder everyone, or sneak through. And I don't like stealth games. I don't yeah. like sneaking through. <laughs> I like murdering everyone. So, uh, depends on how I feel. Yeah, I, I like I like that the deathmatch had multiple game modes. It wasn't just deathmatch. Yeah, yeah. You your normal death matches. You set a score, or whatever. You get. You only live twice. Uh, the Living Daylights, The Man with the Golden Gun, and License to Kill. So, you got you only live twice, where you have two lives before you're eliminated from the game. License to Kill is a mode where players die from a single hit with any weapon. Then you have The Man with the Golden Gun, where you have a certain... You have a golden gun which spawns on the map in a fixed location, wherever you set it, I guess. Or it might be... 
for every map, there's a certain spot. Yeah, for every map, there's a certain location that it spawns. Yeah, and then once it's picked up, the only way to get it back is to kill whoever's holding it, but it's the golden gun, so it one-shot kills. Mm -hmm. Granted, when you have the golden gun, you can't pick up armor as well, which eh, I get it. And then Living Daylights, uh, there's a flag on location, and the player who holds it the longest wins. Player, the flag holder can't use and carry weapons, but they can still collect them to keep uh, opponents from getting ammo. Yeah. But I think it was really good for, at the time, turning a game into a competitive shooter. Yeah. You know, I didn't really... I, I've always been competitive, I guess, but I didn't really realize how competitive video games could be. Until yeah. I played Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah. You know, before it was like, you're racing to beat times and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But now it's like. I'm actually against another person. I can murder like... my brother. <laughs> 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 but it's just like shots, you know. Me and my brother are directly competing against each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not that we're competing against a timer or anything like that. We're competing directly against each other, skill versus skill. Yeah. And that has followed me to this day with how <laughs> how I am with games. I love competitive games. I don't know. It's weird. But I don't, I don't know. What what other games from the N64 era really, like, stood out to you? I don't even know. Because, you know, number like, one selling... Uh, Donkey Kong, definitely. Number one selling Super Mario or Super Mario sixty four, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, it's crazy that everything that was like the best selling was from Nintendo themselves as a developer. <laughs> yeah, I but hate if, that. If, um, if I had to like list out of the top four, it'd be Mario Kart because I will wreck some motherfuckers in Mario Kart. Yeah, the uh, Legend of Zelda, obviously. Donkey Kong played the shit out of that. I don't really know. Maybe... Was Mar this when the first Star Wars game got dropped? Mario Party? The Pod Racer. God. Star Wars Episode 1 Racer. Game. Was this the first one? I remember we looked it up because we're doing a Star Wars episode soon. No, I don't think so because it was Episode 1. That was when the like new episodes came out. You know, like Episode 1, 2, and 3. True. Yeah. Because there were, there were games before that on uh, on PC and shit like that. And I don't want to say there might have been some on uh, yeah, I think, uh, other um, consoles, but I that was PC. a fucking, that was a great game. There yeah. was a part in that game, Gosh. if you were racing as Anakin, and somebody else was uh, uh, Greedo, I think was his name, like the dude in the big fucking yeah. thing. So you know in the, in the movie where they collide and get stuck together? Yeah. In the game, you could actually do that. Like, if you rammed him enough times, eventually you'd, like, stick together and fucking bust apart and shit. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was developed and published by LucasArts. They don't really let a lot of people do shit. That no. sucks. You know, uh, I'm looking at the list of best-selling Nintendo 64 video games. So much just Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. No, even Donkey Kong 64, they didn't develop it themselves, but they published it. They had to be able in there. The same thing with Goldeneye. Um, what was the other game? Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark, luckily, Rare got to publish themselves, but... 
Diddy Kong Racing. I forgot about that. It was put out in 1997. Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. There's Star Fox 64. God, that was oh, such a yeah. great Oh, yeah. Why didn't game. we think of that sooner? Oh, there's another Star Wars, Rogue Squadron. Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever played it. It was okay. <clears throat> Shadows of the Empire. Don't remember it. There's a lot of Star Wars games. Like, So, for our next deep dive, we're doing Star Wars games. Yeah. And there's a lot of shit I've never fucking played. I'm literally only doing the episode because I want to talk about one game. But, <laughs> you know, well, maybe two. The Force Awakened was pretty fun. It wasn't bad. So, old WCW, oh, NWO God. Revenge by THQ. Holy shit. It's been so long since I played a wrestling game. There were so many that came out, like WWF WrestleMania 2000. Mario Golf. <laughs> Kobe Bryant has his own game? Hell yeah. That shit's probably going to skyrocket in price. Ooh, yeah. I didn't think about that. That's yeah. probably expensive now. Ooh, Turok is... The, I forgot God, how old Turok. Turok is. Turok is old as shit. Yeah. That's a big thing now. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was on the N64 too? Hell yeah. I never played it on the N64. <laughs> Neither did I. Cruise in USA? Oh my god! See, I played that in the like arcades, arcades and yeah. Shit, you know, played it a ton in arcades. I've never touched it on. Like, the... the thing is, I've never seen it on N sixty four, so I didn't know it was an N sixty four game until now. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was an arcade game. There was a game like the not Wave Race. I think I played Wave Race, but there was a um, wasn't ten eighty snowboarding. There was a jet ski type game. I remember playing. Way back in the day, I don't know if it would have been in this time or or what, but I remember playing shit, but I don't remember what console it was on. I thought it was on the The only one I ever remember is Wave Race. Yeah. I think it was farther down the line, like maybe PS2, because it was yeah. more futuristic than Wave Race is. But, yeah. Damn, Kobe Bryant in NBA courtside. I had no clue this was a game. 5v5 gameplay, three modes, preseason, season, and playoffs. Roster reflects the 1997-98 NBA season with two notable missions. Michael Jordan is not in the game, and Latrell Spruill, due to licensing agreement, a fictional player named Roster Player 98 is used in Jordan's place because they probably wouldn't pay him enough money. This was 1998, Kobe. So here, here's a bit of information. You can currently buy this game yeah. at Walmart for $148. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm looking at it on the app right now. It's the Kobe Bryant in NBA courtside. Nintendo, bunch of numbers. Use tested rare vintage collectible uh, ships within 24 hours for free. Free shipping. I mean, definitely collectible. So if if you want a Kobe Bryant N64 game, you can buy it at Walmart for $148. Yeah, they they made sure to no, notably say that it wasn't his game. It was NBA Courtside featuring Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know, it's just him on the cover. Uh there's three of them made. NBA Courtside, in, or it was Kobe Bryant in NBA Courtside, and then NBA Courtside 2 featuring Kobe Bryant, and then <laughs> NBA Courtside 2002. God. 
I guess this was before EA got a hold of all of the uh, sports games and decided they're theirs. It was made yeah. by Left Field Productions. Never heard of. Well, I'm not of. They made Slam and Jam, um, Backyard Football. Okay. Disney, The Little Mermaid, Two Pinball Frenzy. <laughs> uh, they made a bunch of pinball games. Nice. They made Dave Mira's BMX Challenge. Nice. They made Mayhem. I remember that. It was a Demolition Derby game. Nice. Very um, critically acclaimed people. They made Excite Bike. So. Okay. Yeah. They uh, they're a very small studio, I guess. But this was the old Kobe Bryant. This was number eight Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm weird talking about Kobe Bryant because it's like so soon to his death. <laughs> so I can't make like weird jokes about him or some shit. Because it's actually like tragic. It wasn't just like he died of old age. Yeah. You know what I mean? He died there of was fucking... like eight other people that died. Yeah. Or seven other people that died. Including his daughter, which that sucks. Yeah, she was like 14. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. He has no legacy to live on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to touch on when it comes to these wonderful N64 games? What else did you play? Because I don't remember much outside of Pokemon. I mean, it, it was the... Mario and Donkey Kong. The Pokemon Stadium, Goldeneye a little bit. Super Mario, Mario Kart, Mario Party, uh, Mario Tennis, The Legend of Zelda's, Paper Mario, uh, Dr. Mario, Torok game. What was Jet Force Gemini? Uh, uh, Star Fox. The fuck is this? A Nintendo 64 game. <laughs> Did you ever play Jet Force Gemini? Nope. It was published and developed by Rare. Hmm. People made uh, 007. But, uh, yeah. I think that Nintendo 64 was like the action adventure stage for me. Yeah. You know, like this is what set the foundation because I hadn't discovered uh, like Final Fantasy and stuff like that at this point. It yeah. Was, I had an N64 and that's all the games that I got for it. And then for my birthday, I got a PlayStation and my mom happened to get me uh, Legend of Dragoon with it. Legend of Dragoon, top five games of all time. Hell yeah. Um, But I think... This is the first time I experienced like an FPS, but it was generally just like multiplayer gaming in general. I think, uh, really, because it was it was less about having to take turns mm -hmm. as much as it was like you know if we're playing Mario Kart, we play together. I Me mean, like you could play it with somebody else. Yeah, Mario Party, you play it with somebody else. Um, unless you're playing the story for a game. Uh, 007, you can play, we play Deathmatch, uh, stuff like that. Super Mario, man, we'd have to take turns and whatnot, but I think this was like when... Well, no, Super Mario, you could get Luigi too, couldn't you? Yeah, I think like, so. It was two players. I think so, I think it was co-op. Yeah, but I think it was, for me, it was just, we got to experience... This genre was when... You could not only grab like one friend, but you could have up to like three other friends sit down and enjoy an entire game with you. And they actually sold consoles where you could buy two controllers. Yeah. Now they don't do that shit. No. You get your one controller and you suck have a wee wee. 
pay $70 for another one. Yeah. I mean, you'd pay an extra like 30 back then for a controller, which is the same price, but still you could buy your console and have it come out with two controllers. So your mom's not fucking weird about buying an extra controller and getting the right one yeah. or anything. So yeah, but I think that's, I think we're done. Yeah. For the N64. That's pretty much it. If someone was to buy an N64 today, which it's expensive as fuck. Yeah. What game would you tell them to buy with it? Hands down, it would be Legend of Zelda. Like, it'd have to be Ocarina of Time, Star Fox 64, or like any of the the Mario collection. Me, personally, I would probably, uh, if they were a lonely... (laughs) <laughs> fat guy that collects consoles or some shit. I don't know. But I would recommend probably Super Mario 64. There's a reason it's the best-selling Nintendo 64 game of all time. Uh, you can play it by yourself if you're lonely. You can play it with your friends if you're not lonely. Um, but generally, yeah. I would probably recommend Legend of Zelda over it if I... <laughs> even though I've never fucking played it. I feel like you just have so much more replayability in time. It's almost like a roguelike dungeon crawler that you can just fucking play over and over again. But I think that's going to do it for our episode. I'm still sick. I'm still destined. I feel like (laughs) shit. But we had to crank this bitch out. We didn't record on Sunday like we normally do because I couldn't speak. My throat was like swollen shut almost. I had a super sore throat. I was dying. Um, and I thought it was getting better until we sat down and talked for the past 50 minutes. <laughs> and it still hurts like a bitch. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't talk very much throughout the day working and whatnot, you know. I'm in a truck by myself avoiding everyone I deliver to so I don't have to talk to them. <laughs> so, but we're good. Um, this coming week... We're going to do another normal episode next Friday. And then the Monday after that, uh, we're <coughs> I'm going to try my best for us to record Sunday and me to get the first episode of our Deep Dive series up on Monday. But there might be a Monday where I don't upload. Yeah. Uh, and it'll come out the next Monday just because I have time. So I have time to edit. I don't want to have to force myself to as soon as we're done recording, immediately edit and have it put up by the morning, but we'll see. It depends on what time we get done recording. You know, our Pokemon episode turned into three episodes Yep. of five hours, <laughs> essentially, almost. Yeah. Five hours of content. And we're doing Star Wars games this time. We might, honestly, end up doing a full episode on KOTOR 1 and 2. I'm good with that. Um, you know... Like, that's a lot more information that I... Like, I know a lot more about those games. Yeah, uh, because just because there's so much to talk about in with uh, KOTOR 1 and 2, and for me, and for you, and for our... Sam's going to be back. Yeah. Um, all three of us, I can probably confidently say it's like top five games of all time for 100%, us. 100%, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So... Hopefully I haven't said that too many times where I have too many top five games. <laughs> Your top five games consist of the past 12 games we've talked about. <laughs> no, I think so far I've, all I've said is Outer Worlds, Legends of Dragoon, 
and KOTOR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's only three so far. I've got two more to say, you know what I mean? But I, I'm confident in those results. I, I would definitely say all three of those are my top fucking forever. Yeah. Especially because playing Outer Worlds, I've never had so much fun just sitting there playing a video game. Yeah, my Xbox Game Pass went out, so I can't play that. <laughs> I'm mad. But yeah, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, Sam will be back. We're going to do a Star Wars little deep dive, whole ordeal. It's going to be scuffed as shit, like we always do. But we're going to talk about Star Wars games, starting back in like um, 1423, uh, leading up to now, where we have a new one dropping soon, or just dropped. Which one? Star Wars. Well, yeah, what game? Fall, I don't know. The Fallen Order? Did it just drop, or is it Yeah, it's, it's been out for a minute. Okay. Yeah, I knew there was one coming out like late 2019, maybe mid-2019. Yeah, that, but, that, uh, one, that one dropped a little Yeah, while we're, we're going to chronologically <laughs> dive through all those bitches. Uh, a lot of pod racing games, I know. Yeah. Um, but we thank everyone for listening. I probably sound like shit throughout this whole recording. <laughs> we'll see what I sound like after when I edit it, but oh well. Um, hopefully I remember to edit in the 112 and that's just not like an awkward ass <laughs> silence of us talking about a video we're watching because like you'll be able to hear it in our audio probably but you know whatever um thank you everyone for listening we really appreciate it uh yes. everyone that's been listening on whether it be spotify apple um google I know it's for sure on Apple Podcast. I finally got Spotify fucking fixed. For some reason, they couldn't figure this shit out. It's up there, and it's all reading right now. Uh, Google Play Podcasts. I got them figured out uh, everywhere else. I think I have Stitcher and all that shit figured out. So they fixed all my accounts because there's a bunch of bullshit with email addresses and whatnot. But we're all good now. We're good to roll You know, throughout the year. I'm trying to stay, make sure we stay consistent, even though me getting this sick this week, uh, we could have easily just skipped this Friday's episode, but I wanted to try and make sure it got out here. Um, so it's kind of like it was a little freestyle type episode. We weren't yeah. as prepared as normal. Normally we're pretty prepared. Uh, I do a lot of research ahead of time to make sure I at least know kind of what I'm talking about, yeah. but I mean, we're doing a deep dive on things that we're just trying to bring back memories of, you know what I mean? Uh, it's not really as much as being, uh, correct. Cause I don't give a fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't as much about being right, but you know, whenever we're talking about new stuff coming out and we're recommending things or we're telling people to check stuff out, uh, stuff like that, I want to make sure we're right about it. You know, we're not rating the N64. I mean, for me, it's a 10 out of 10 system. Yeah. You know, uh, for for the time it was in and what it did for gaming in general, it's a 10 out of 10 system. So I guess we are rating it. Fuck it. <laughs> um, but I don't care about being 100% correct and giving you every detail because I can guarantee you like 98% of my, the audience we have has played in N64 and probably played these games, even though I'm technically a statistic that goes against that because I never <laughs> played Zelda. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but we do, we do appreciate everyone listening. Uh, we love doing this shit. You know, we're, we're just now getting into it technically, uh, it's a new show for us. Um, we're basically starting over after six, seven months mm-hmm. of uh, a podcast. We're starting over with something new, something different uh, that we really mesh more with 
at least for me. Yeah. Um, it meshes better with uh, what I align with and what I have a deep interest in. And, you know, it's fun. It's fun. We're, we've been having fun. Uh, and I'm ready for us to have a big old recording session Sunday. Hell yeah. And, uh, sit here for about six hours and <laughs> yell at each other. And hopefully my voice is better by then. I'm going to go out there and take me some honey hauls. You know, make it feel better. So, thank you everyone for listening. Again, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LeadershipGG, L-D-R-S-H-P-G-G. Uh, it's always leadership without vowels, if you can remember that. Um, Instagram, uh, there's a Facebook page I just put up recently. Uh, Twitter, uh, all that shit. I think that's it. Uh, leave a five star review on iTunes uh, if you think we're not completely dumb, uh, or if you do, just tell us. You know, you know, if you, if there's a problem, tell us in them five star reviews. Okay. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love you. Love you. Bye. 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 <coughs> I'm dying. Oh, I probably should stop.